Hey, it's Wit. And Val. And together, we are Roman's Workbench. Episode <laughs> 2. Numero deuce. I don't know. Isn't it dose? Deuce. Uno dose. Dose. Deuce. Alright, episode 2. We're going to talk about shows today, because that's kind of what we're getting into and what we're trying to figure out at this point. By show, she means craft shows. Trade shows, craft shows, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our first show. I mean, we, t- we talked a little bit about that in the last episode, but let's let's go a little deeper. Our first show was the Art Walk on Union in Concord. It was a great show. Yep. Uh, we've since been back, and it was also... A decent show. Yep. Always organized really well. Mm-hmm. Um, has a great variety of products mm-hmm. and always has a great turnout. It's got a good flow as well. A lot of the other shows that we've been into, uh, they don't lay it out very well. So you, you only get half the crowd. Whereas this one, it feels like they filter pretty evenly. So you get uh, a good good part of the crowd that's walking in yeah another good show was the statesville christmas one and there was Mm -hmm. two for statesville christmas so i don't remember which one we did last year but we did well with the whichever one was in the civic center wasn't it yeah i think so Mm -hmm. um but it was a good show it had a good flow again they had a variety of vendors i like Mm -hmm. it when they kind of monitor how many they they don't let um everybody every woodworker in the show they yeah. limit how many they take so you don't have that much direct competition which is nice yeah yeah that was a good one and then they had live entertainment in that one mm-hmm. which the art walk on union might have as well i don't know we were in a place that we couldn't see it but that's true yeah that was a good show we went to our most recent show was uh bright fire and it was the first year for bright fire it yep. was in huntersville it was probably the biggest show we went to. And I it would was say. it was cool. It was cool. It was, they it had, was really great. Yeah, they Fire had a dancing. bunch of food trucks. They had a lot of live entertainment. Mm-hmm. Arts of all kinds: uh, physical art, functional art, decorational art, dancing, music, the whole everything. Yeah, that was a cool one. It wasn't necessarily a strong one for our products. But I would still do it again because it did get our name out there to a ton of people. Probably would have taken a different variety of products, though. Yep, I I would definitely go back. I do think we're going to end up tailoring what we carry uh, specifically for that show. uh, Just because the potential there is is great. It was a huge turnout, thousands of people. I think if we would have done like wands and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that would have... Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's the one we took putters to, which... Again, it's an art show. A lot of these, uh, the people coming in for it, some of them uh, were migrating in from miles around, and it was a little bit more on the um, alternative crowd, if, if that makes sense. N- definitely not people that are going to be interested in a putter, That that's for sure. No, yeah, you had a few little nibbles, but yeah, yeah. I think it was good to get our name out there, though, and show what we can do. Agreed. Agreed. I think next year uh, we're definitely going to be tailoring what we bring there because there's a lot of potential there. The the crowd was immense. Yeah. Okay. So here's our issue is trade shows, art shows, they're mostly art shows, but they're hard to do because we've got small kids. We can't take them with us. So in order to do a show, you know, they've got to go stay with their grandparents for the weekend, basically, mm-hmm. which means a Friday drop off and a Sunday pickup. Yep. So you don't get them the entire weekend. Yep. And if you do too many shows in a month, then you go multiple weekends 
without them, which is not what we want to do. I mean, the whole point of this business is to be more family focused and to be more together. And you don't get that. You lose that when you do the shows. Well, I think the focus this year is going to be slightly uh, laying off the shows, maybe focus on the heavy hitter shows. Yeah. um, Which that's what we're going to kind of go over a little bit as well as how how to pick a show. Uh, at least how we pick our shows, what one we're going to. Because um, they're very specific to, to your business. And there's a lot. There, there are a lot no, of crap yeah, shows. Yeah, there's a ton. But uh, we're, we're going to stick with the heavy hitters this year. Um, that way, one, we can focus on the quality of our product. Uh, two, we can focus on our family because that's the whole reason we're doing it anyway. And three, uh, we can really start focusing on our customer projects. Yeah, and the bigger the show the more follow-up projects we have. Yep. So when you book them too many within a month, my what I'm going to try to do when I'm laying this out is do one a month and make sure that they're not back-to-back weekends. That's the goal. Now, if there's two big ones back-to-back, then we're going to make it work. Yeah. But with the shows, I'm going to try to be very strategic about which ones I pick as far as laying time-wise when when we have them how many we do within a given period of time you know the other thing is you don't want to book so many back-to-back that you're just having to crank out product and the quality goes down yeah so there's a lot of things involved in that and it's really really hard during the holidays because in the holidays i mean there's a show every weekend if you wanted to book every weekend you could book spring two spring two i would say yeah, but Christmas was the worst. Yeah, it was definitely very busy. And I was surprised because the actual Christmas show we went to, we did bring Christmas products, and they didn't sell worth anything, really. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, they, they, they barely sold. Um, I love those snowmen. Yeah, yeah well, we made, uh, she made custom little snowmen, and they were the whole set. and Yeah, it was, it was really cool, but none of the Christmas decor uh, actually sold at that show. It was, it was cutting board and, and stuff like that, gifts basically and not even christmas gifts it was like wedding gifts and and what have you so uh, that one threw us off a little bit um at the show i would say so yeah we're gonna look at the the layout where what we want to schedule for the year make sure we've got child care and make sure that we don't overbook it because we want to be able to spend time with the kids and have fun yep and then how do you i mean the size how do you know unless it's a facebook event where you can see how many people have responded or if the organizer has done it previously and they know approximately how many people come to the shows Mm -hmm. it's really difficult to really know what to expect yeah so that's that's kind of tough i think the the best look we've had uh was kind of doing our own research is as far as the facebook thing seeing tracking ourselves how many uh people are interested in the event uh, especially coming right up to that week of the event, it tends to spike, and that shows a truer tell of how many people are actually going to be there, I believe, um, just because those are fresher attendees or, or what, what do you ever call it? Yeah. Um, so at least the uh, if, if you have a three thousand dollar or three thousand person event on Facebook, and let's say fifteen hundred of them were in that last week, well, you can at least count on fifteen hundred people. Uh, I would say. Yeah, agreed. Well, so then from that, what's an acceptable amount? And it's I don't want to sound rude or, you know, picky because at this point, any way we can get our name out there is great. That's but cool. we haven't been successful with anything under... 1200 
yeah, I was going to say a thousand, yeah. approximately a thousand to fifteen hundred people. We want to stick kind of above that, uh, yep. above a thousand, because anything below that, you know, you don't you don't bring in quite the flow that is needed. If you're not in the woodworking industry, if you're in a different craft or, or something like that, where you're going to attend a show like this, um, maybe look at the uh, attendees as far as vendors go, because usually they'll have a, some formal list of it. Mm-hmm. See how many competitors you have in that. Um, for us, we've been pretty lucky. Like I said, they've, they've really throttled what they have allowed woodworker-wise. Um, so we haven't had uh, like eight woodworkers at a single show. It's been at most three um, maybe maybe four, but like the third guy, he doesn't really do at all what we do. Uh, he does his own thing. So th- even within uh, your genre, there's there's subgenres, which is definitely helpful. Um, ever like I said for woodworking, everybody had a, a some form of cutting board, but some people had chess pieces, other people's had tables, and it was kind of like I said a variety. So knowing your niche, what what you're going to be bringing to the table. And then doing your research on who else is coming. So looking at that vendor list, look at their website, look at their Facebook or what have you, look what they make, and then bring the opposite of that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's tough. That's, that's where it gets difficult, especially, I mean, the kids play a huge role in this, and I hate to keep thriving yep. on it, but, you know, it is a cost. It is an inconvenience to take them to somebody's house have them there all weekend it's um it's a drive it's a i don't want to say imposition because of course the grandparents love having the grandkids but it takes time away from our family so then what's worth it to us Mm -hmm. so that's where you kind of have to set your own threshold and i think for some people if you don't have that or if the kids can come with you or you know whatever it may be you've got family close by so it's you know you can drop them off for a few hours and yep. it's not like as big of a deal that that's a little bit different or and if, i also if you think don't have any kids either that that yeah. would be be helpful as well but again the, when it comes to this kind of thing that's just our struggle when it comes to all this yep. uh, i realize a lot of you guys you, you've got more free time or or maybe more support yeah maybe not that we don't support. have support we just don't have support close too. by Huh? I said I said support and then I realized it sounded kind of rude. We do have support. We just yeah. it's not close by, so it's not an easy drop off pickup yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, so uh, again it all depends on your situation, but I, I think that what we're trying to highlight are just kind of the common problematic areas. Yeah. That most people tend to face and not think of right off the top of their head. So then the other thing is we kind of have to look past um, the number of attendees when we talk about local events yep. because we really want to build a strong base here in Statesville. We want everyone here to know who we are and for us to be a go-to. So, you know, trying to get in with local businesses, trying to get our name out there. Yeah, which again, in, in this industry, uh, you've got to look at your, your I guess, uh, competitors um, so for our market, there we don't have a whole lot of competitors in, in our market. Um, I think we have maybe two. Um, both of them are much more st- are senior as far as longevity goes. But they also one is larger furniture and the other one is almost strictly cutting boards. So uh, we have a nice, nice cushion of variety we can carry and fulfill uh, for our market. So the main thing is... Right now, I, I'm, I'm trying to connect with 
again, you want to connect with your competitors because, yeah, they're your competitor, but it doesn't hurt to, to know X person. Like I said, we only have three, so. No, I think it helps to know who you're dealing with and mm-hmm. get an idea of what they have and what their intentions are. Yep. Uh, plus, you never know if you can collaborate on projects yeah. in the future, you know. Um, we recently ran into an issue with our lathe to where we were looking at possibly outsourcing one of our jobs. Um, just because our lathe broke, it was a large uh, bowl that we were supposed to be making, so um, we were looking at possibly outsourcing it. So again, We still didn't get that fixed, but... No, um, I think we needed a... That, that's a story for another time, but... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so... That's that's kind of what we're looking at is for our local market. How do we build our name here? How do we get our name mm-hmm. out there and have people know who we are? And I think that's going to be a matter of just being in the community. So when there's smaller events, when there's anything going on, when there's different community events in our area, it the size does not matter unless, I mean, it's like under 10 people. That's a different story. But And, the, and another point there is know how big you want your market really um so from us we go from statesville all the way to concord yeah um so that's a large market Uh, you know that's the entire span of uh north charlotte market really so i mean when it comes to that know know how big how how many miles are you willing to drive to deliver x part or uh do whatever venue you're doing for for your craft and that's a part of that goes back to really shows and what's worth your time, effort, whatever it may be. You know, when it comes to the size of the show, you know, the bigger the show, the further you're willing to go. Yep. Yep. Agreed there. No, I guess let's talk on the topic of inventory and preparation. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a hard one, um, especially if you're in a different industry, because I couldn't tell you. Um, uh, quite frankly, even within our, our industry, it's it's hard to tell. So what I would suggest, again, is uh, looking at your competitors within X show. Uh, so let's say uh, for us at this last one, we, we had three three other woodworkers at this last show. Um, we did our research and, and everything, um, and we tried to bring what they didn't have. Now that is, again, like I said, difficult sometimes to do because a lot of the other people are starting out too so sometimes they don't have a facebook sometimes they don't have a website or anything like that um one way you can differentiate yourself from them is just going that extra mile i guess making sure you have all those things uh checked so making sure you have have your facebook have your instagram have your possible contact and social media outlets ready to go before you'd start it that way uh, you can start filtering in your leads. You can kind of somewhat start gauging any reactions and what have you to your, your those pages. But this sounds like we're so prepared, and we are not. No. Because there is no way to know what's going to sell, in true. my opinion, unless you've done the show before, which we say that, but you know what? We've done two art walks on Union, and in the first one, we sold out of wine caddies. Yep. And in the second one, we didn't sell any wine caddies. That's true. 
So there's, I mean, it it is literally a toss up. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't haven't figured that out yet. So if you guys have figured that out, let us know how you figured it out because <laughs> we have no clue. Again, knowledge sharing, right? Yep, exactly. As as prepared as we can be on our side, that's the kind of thing that you just you know you don't know what people are going to want that day. Yeah, and you got to look seasonally too because it's yeah. same show, same almost spot really. We were about four spots away from where we were the first time. And it was a completely different show, it felt like. Both of them were good. So, Just I mean, different items. Yeah, we'll definitely come back. Hint, hint. Yeah, so what we try to do is mm-hmm. we try to have a variety of sizes, a variety of colors, a variety of products. And you know what? If you sell out, you sell out. Get their name, get their information, get what they're looking for. You know, even have your website or yep. whatever it may be readily available. You can show them what you got. We've got some items that people don't know what they are. And we kind of debated whether to label them. Mm-hmm. And I think Val hit the nail on the head. Don't put prices or signs on any of your items. Especially if you got like a weird mystery item that everybody's like, what is that? Because guess what? You're creating engagement. They're going to talk to you. They're going to ask you what it is. Mm-hmm. Which that's what happened with our herb strippers and wine caddies. Nobody knows what they are by looking at them. Wine caddies, uh, half people that look at it say it's for knitting or uh pasta Pasta. (laughs) um the cigar whiskey holder nobody knows what that is either yeah not one person recognized what that was until we put a cigar on it even then they don't know yeah that's true it's it's amazing so not labeling things can actually be a great way to get people to interact yep yeah it's starting that conversation so having items like that on your table uh at least for us we and we don't put them all in the same area we try to spread it all the way around that way if there's you know scanning the the table as they're walking by they see some weird item that could be the oh what's that and then that boom there's your you're open for uh, a sale yep so you know shows are a tough one it's Mm -hmm. it's a love hate thing i love doing them yeah they're fun um, oh, they are fun. They're fun to talk about your projects. They're fun to talk about your craft. Mm-hmm. They're enjoyable just to see, you know, yep. people's reaction to your products. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially I mean, some because... Of the, some of the shows by themselves are just fun to go to. Like that, um, that last one we went to, Bright Fire. I mean, they have fire dancers and all sorts of Yeah, that was really pretty cool. cool. But, I mean, just to get out there and see what people think. You know, we put so much love and passion into what we do mm-hmm. to see other people appreciate it it, it is rewarding but yeah. you know you got to make sure you're going to the right ones i think that's half the battle right there yeah. so that's what we're still trying to figure out and really define well, what our ideal show craft show market everything mm-hmm. well yeah we went over um how how we look for shows i guess what we want to know is if you've done some shows before how do you do it what do you do we'll look at when you're when you're debating if you're going to go to a show whether you're debating if you're going to pay that hundred dollars for an entry fee the other thing sorry mm-hmm. as you said that so i don't know i i tend to be the one that books most of the shows and i, I kind of do more of the back office type work um because he does more of the woodworking so i've had on occasion i I think we've had a few only one documented but i think there's been multiple instances where people are hosting vendors vendor shows uh craft shows whatever however whatever you want to call them and um they're not real yeah so they get you to sign up you 
submit the application they tell you you've been approved you pay the applic- you pay the fee and there's no show yeah which, which that that was a really tricky one just because they did the whole process where they approve you quote unquote yeah and all that which a lot of a lot of these vendors will actually do like uh, a lot of the shows that's that's kind of part of the process is getting approved because well, like a lot of these they filter out woodworkers like they don't want a million woodworkers there they want a few that way there's no direct competition between any certain booth and another they also like to see if you can support what you know the crowd and the demands but this one was significant because it caught it well it stood out to me because i have done them before i have you know applied and done the shows before and and the show was like in three weeks There was no event set up on Facebook. There was no marketing for it. There was no promotional items or anything. So it immediately just seemed kind of off to me. And I had a gut feeling. Mm -hmm. I was like, something's wrong here. It doesn't seem right. And it was a local one. So I really wanted to do it um, because it was in Troutman. And it it was one that I thought would be a good venue to get our name out there. Yeah, for those that don't know, Troutman's just a few minutes away from us. It's yeah, just a town minutes. south of us. Uh, so it's practically the same town as it's that close. But, but yeah. I don't know if y'all have had that before. If you have, let us know. It's, it's, um, yeah, scammers are, are a big issue, though. Yeah. From what we're noticing. And it's but, sad because everybody is in the same boat of being a startup business yeah. and trying to get your name out there and everything. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just don't uh, like to see anybody else get scammed. Yeah, we we've been pretty fortunate with the shows we've chosen to go to that there's there's really only been one that wasn't profitable for us. Um, uh, that one was still profitable. It just it barely paid its own admission. I would say, which which that's one thing you want to look at is what's the admission to join the the show? Because uh, really, on average, they're what between twenty five to a hundred bucks somewhere in there. Yeah, that one was super inexpensive. So yeah. it did cover the cost. It was a little bit of a drive. Yeah, but that's going to be part of knowing your market. Yep. So th- this was on the very edge of where we wanted to drive for our yeah. market. So it was kind of a stretch. We're like, well, the, the turnout's supposed to be halfway decent from what we heard. And and uh, it's been an existing show before. So uh, people have done it and people have said good things about it. But after we got there... Every vendor that we had talked to there said that, that the nor- tr- the low turnout was normal. Yeah, that that this was the average turnout, and it was significantly below what we were expecting. Yeah, low low hundreds, I would say. But you win some, you lose some. That's, that's okay. True. That's that's part of the process. Yep, yep. It's uh, all learning experience. All right, so we kind of covered that um, per show prep. You know, we, we kind of covered. What do that. we take to shows? As far as promotional items like not the woodworking items oh okay for some of our items we we did have to build stands for it um so you've got to look at that um so i guess that's a whole another side of it is one you've got to make sure you've got a vehicle big enough to carry everything yep um before this we were in uh just a sedan and that was not not fun trying to get a bunch of stuff in and Start thinking of if you're driving a sedan or a coupe, start thinking about getting a pickup or, or something like that if this is something you're looking at going at. Normally we take tables. 
tables yet so i think we'll probably end up picking up a fourth table so we can if we need be go all the way around but currently we have three tables just so we can kind of get the uh the surrounding i don't know what you'd call it the front and the sides basically the back yeah. half is just for us to kind of sit in chairs and what have the you. customer facing sides yeah yeah typically you're not going to be out and you're about uh, by yourself so you shouldn't really need four tables it'd be nice um, but you really wouldn't need that. In some shows, you only need two just to make your, like, a. In some shows, shape. you can only do one. That's true. So, again, another thing to look at while you're looking at shows is uh, how big your your spot is. Typically, you're looking at a 10 by 10. Uh, that seems to be the average. But some of them, yeah, like she said, you're allowed one table. So, tables, tent chairs if you want them i mean we take chairs so that we can have a second to sit down if we get a lull Mm -hmm. but we rarely sit down we're usually we're the kind that's going to be standing up and ready to talk to people we have a a banner with roman's workbench and our logo across the front we made business cards i would suggest so one thing we learned that we'd suggest for you is we had a qr code on the back of ours I do not suggest the QR code. I was going to suggest not getting it. Uh, it, It's great in thought because it's got a link to everything, you know, all the website, the Facebook, all our social media and all that, uh, all in one QR, which is super handy. But let's face it, nobody actually uses QR code. I think going the traditional route, just business card and then have written out tags for your all your socials uh, is going to be the best way to go for us we're in a, a kind of a new formation here we're, we're more or less pushing people towards our website which we re- recently somewhat recently uh launched so that that's a little bit different for us is initially we were trying to filter people at our facebook uh, now we're not really selling on our Facebook as much as we're trying to push the website. So again, that's something that uh, you're going to want to look into, figure out how you want to advertise that or push that at a customer. Is how do you want to connect to them outside of the show? So especially where you're doing custom work and custom pieces or something where you're going to need to communicate with the customer before or after a show, um, that's where your, your crutch is going to be. Also oh. collecting uh, notepad yeah. collecting uh, some type of form to get yeah. their information getting leads leads captures um, which I, I think we're gonna try to we had just like a notepad or you know tell people to fill out their name and email or phone number or something like that but uh, that doesn't seem to be doing the trick as much as I want um, so I'm thinking maybe next time or next show uh, maybe I'll pull up the website itself on the tablet and just let people punch in their email there and you can kind of sometimes the writing can be super messy mm-hmm. and it's hard to get exactly what their email is or whatnot so yeah i think having them enter it onto something that, that's kind of one thing i was i was thinking is we'd bring the tablet or maybe a laptop or something like that uh and on that on our website we'll have just a dedicated sign in here kind of page um yeah. we'll knock for that day kind of thing just purely to collect lead information yeah I think that's a good idea. Let's see. So we have our sign. We have our tables, tent, chairs. Oh, okay. This is a personal preference, but I will say I have quickly learned, especially in the winter months, always take chapstick and always take lotion. Your hands get so chapped and my lips get so dry and painful, especially if it's windy and a little chilly out and you're talking, you know, you tend to be licking your lips a lot. Um, I know it's silly, but you know what? 
when you're sitting there and you're miserable, you're going to be thanking me that you have the tap, chapstick. So yeah, That's true. Uh, on that same note, you know, look at the weather. Is it going to be cool? Bring a jacket. Yeah. If, is it going to be windy and you have a, a tent? Let me just lay this out for you. Granted, I am somebody that's always cold. Always bring a jacket. It doesn't matter if it's summertime. You could be under the shade tree yep. and the wind's gathering under that tree under your tent and you're freezing the whole time. Mm-hmm. Bring a jacket. If you don't use it, you don't use it. Yeah. On that same note, uh, for your tent, bring some weights. Um, if you don't have yeah. any, I would heavily suggest it just because some of the shows we've gone to have been very windy. Yep. So, so bring weights for your you know, your tent. Bring food or drink, some snacks, because uh, you're going to be there a while. Typically, they're, they're you know, a full shift, eight-hour shift, you know. Something make, easy make- to store your cash and make change before the show. Yep. Make sure you have enough change to... Because peop- you would think people would just pay with card, but and people will come in with 50s. So yeah. make sure you have all denominations of change and the ability to break it. Typically, we'll have around between $100 and $200 in change um, on average. Uh, that's a good rule of thumb. I, I used to be in retail for quite some time, and that was the same thing I did for my cash registers up front is have at least you know, $150, $200 uh, in change just so you don't have any worries. You can accept anything. Also, think about the ways you want to accept money do you want to accept yeah. card i mean square was super easy to set up really really simple if this is going to be kind of a, a a startup really for you then get one of those square things they'll send you a free one that you you know do in your phone uh you, we paid 25 bucks for the one we've got yep. and it's got the tap ability and, and everything so start looking at that that's, that's also really... with with pay venmo zelle paypal yeah make sure you've got all, all your you all know what i'm talking phones. about all the cash apps and whatnot yeah yeah i mean because a surprising number of people will just prefer just to Venmo you the money. Yep, that's true. Venmo seems to be... I wouldn't say PayPal as much. That seems to be more online No, nowadays. PayPal was for um, the website. Yep. That's right. Which, that's that's going to be a, a whole conversation yeah. for another day is the, the website, uh, how we have our setup and everything like that. But yeah, what I we're talking about is just for just for the shows uh, yeah. and what you're going to be doing live in person. Is make, make sure you, you look into that. because I think sometimes they can take two days to clear your bank or to like set your bank up through them. So mm-hmm. it might take two days to set them up. Mm-hmm. But we have Venmo. We have cash app is that cash app i think it is i've got cash app yeah cash app sorry so we've got venmo we've got cash app and we've got zelle and then square for accepting any sort of yeah. credit card debit card what have i just you like meant that. the app sorry um one good thing about square too is you can, you can end up setting up profiles for your items so it's it's easier to put stuff in or you can just if you memorized your your menu per se um you can just punch in the denominations and, and have everything ready there and um, preload the tax and and you can preload the tax for uh, whatever market you're selling in um so that that's again great there as well yep so yeah making making sure you can accept all forms of payments is always important so what have we gone over so far we've gone over setup preparation gone over what we bring we've gone over what to expect uh what we look for as far as the looking for shows yes. I think that's really all. Let us know your thoughts. Yep. Tell us what you think, how you go about it. Um, anything that we can learn, that's what we're trying to do at this point. Yep. So 
we're, we're still new with this. A lot of the stuff has just been trial and error. So any advice is very much welcome. Mm-hmm. Always welcome. Be allowed to speak to your sounding board. We can give you feedback on what you're doing. You can give us feedback on what we're doing. And like that, we all get better, right? Yep. All right. That's all we got. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Check out our website at romansworkbench.com. All the information is going to be in the description below. 